Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. I don't know if I could be at a better place to do an interview at the back deck of the Polecat looking out. I believe that's the 18th fairway here with Jason Bubba McLean, Mount Pleasant Oiler Boys Golf Coach. And Bubba, I'm telling you, you got a lot of runway on this one, man. Usually you and I are talking basketball, football, and I'm pretty honed in on those sports. But high school golf, I talked a little bit about with you last year that I need to catch up with you finally doing it this year because golf is something pretty darn good here in the area, isn't it? Oh, there's no question. I think the, uh, the tradition and the history of not just our program, but the programs throughout the, uh, you know, Gratiot, Isabella, Clare County. I mean, we've had five professional golfers alone from Mount Pleasant High School in Sydney Fick Courier, Kelly Robbins, of course, Dan Pohl, Ryan Brem, and Doug LaBelle. So, yeah, it's it's a much different uh, landscape than what you and I are, are initially uh, talking about with football and basketball. But, yeah, golf is just one of those sports that, um, you know, we talked about a little bit ago that it's a lifeline, lifelong sport. So it's something you can do from the time that, you're able to walk the time that you're using a walker, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, it's it's a fun game. It, it's it, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from golf, and it's it's one of those things that I've, you know, I've changed my mentality from the fall and the winter seasons to the spring season because with golf being more of an individual sport, even though you are part of a team, it's really hard to spend that one-on-one time with kids that you might get as a position coach in football or with your 12 kids in basketball. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's a different environment for me in terms of the coaching perspective, but I like it as equal as the other two. Yeah, talk a little bit about the schedule, the tournament, how that works and everything, because I believe it, you know, it just starts with regionals, and you probably got a bunch of teams playing. Can of talk a little bit about how that format works? Yeah, so how golf works in the state of Michigan is you can have up to 16 dates for varsity and JV. So technically you can have 32 matches if you would like to, and those can be anywhere from a dual match. We've done that with Shepard before. You can do tries, you can do quads, and then we have our invitationals that really is the the popular um, choice that we have at Mount Pleasant where we'll play 18 holes, which we'll miss school all day. That's the only negative about it. But So you'll have up to 16 matches, and how we do it in the Saginaw Valley is we have four jamborees. We'll have three different regular season jamborees where we'll have three sites, whether it's in the south or the north. For example, yesterday on Wednesday, we were down at Flint Carbonese. We're at Flushing Valley. We played at Metamore and Lapeer the week before that. Next week, we play at Curry, and then we culminate that in a championship at the Fortress, which really counts as two. So really, we have five events, but the Fortress, the SVL championships in Frankenmuth counts as two. So and then we also host... Uh, an event next weekend called the Euler 36. So there's a two-day event. Um, we went up to Traverse City for a two-day event. We'll do, go to Big Rapids for a two-day event. Those are Friday, Saturdays. So really, it depends on what you like to do. If you like your kids to get out and play only the nine-hole duels, you can do that, or the tries, like I said, or the quads, or you can have those 18-hole invitationals, yep. which, again, that's the choice that I like. And that's probably a good idea because you schedule a bunch of those nine-hole deals, very similar to baseball, softball, you never like today. You probably wish you could call somebody up and say, "Hey, come on over to the Polecat today. Let's get a match in." Because you just never know in the early season. And now, as far as the tournament comes, what division is Mount Pleasant in? Because a lot of times we're Class A, but then in football, I know it's different. Hockey, it's di- you know a lot of them. It's different. Where is Mount Pleasant for golf? We're Division Two, division so two. Right. there's four divisions. Again, it comes down to what schools sponsor golf. And then you take the number of schools that you have and base it by enrollment and you divide them out into so many different regionals in your division. 
So, for example, our regional this year is is way, it's it's all encompassing. We have Sheboygan in there this year. We have Petoskey. We have Gaylord. We have us, and then we have a bunch of Lansing schools. We have a bunch of Flint schools. So, really, it's we have one probably one of the, and it, geographically probably one of the biggest variation of distance in the state of Michigan, which is weird because Big Rapids is a Division Two now, and they host over at Khaki. Yet you have Petoskey and Gaylor that are bypassing Big Rapids to go down to DeWitt, which is where our regional is in, in East Lansing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's in it's in East Lansing hosted by DeWitt. So it's golf is different. Like you said a minute ago, you know, with having our own facilities at the high school, you pretty much can have that master schedule and you're good. Yep. Now with golf courses, it's tough because, especially in the fall where the girls play or in the spring when we play the boys, you got to get those schedules out early or you're – you're in trouble. You're in a lot of yep. trouble because, again, with the weather being like it is right now, with it, how it's going to be, more and more people are going to get out here and play. So you really have to get that schedule fine-tuned early on. Jim was great at it. Jason's been great at it. McIntyre working with him in the schedule. And it just comes down to what courses are available and when they want you out there because they don't want you tearing up their course. But I think we do a pretty good job of that for the most part in keeping the course uh, manageable for the next group that's going to be coming, whether it's league play or just evening play or what have you. Yeah, something I'm going to throw at you, or maybe a little bit of a curveball. And I might have kind of asked you this before, but I really started thinking about it when you talked about, you know, the other sports. So we always talk about multi-sport athletes. You and I want kids to compete as many sports. Now I think about you, you coach football, coach girls basketball, and boys golf. How do those three sports, or, you know, how does being a golf coach help you in girls basketball and football, vice versa? Can you, you know, and does that ever come up? You ever think about that? You got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, is time management. Because you only have you're at the mercy of Mother Nature when you're outside in football yep. and golf. Basketball's a controlled environment, so you really it, it really doesn't play a huge factor in a lot of things with weather really, unless you, there's no score or something like that. But out here on the golf course, because you're by yourself, you're playing against the course, so the emotional component has to kind of come to the forefront because it's a frustrating game. But understanding you have to be aware of everything that's going on all at once. So I think the, the standpoint of coaching golf and being around golfers and, and understanding how that kind of works in the, in the psyche of things, because as a coach, you're always trying to get in the, in the heads of your kids in a positive way. Out here, you have to really focus for 30 seconds at a time for, on a shot. So it's very much like a field goal kicker. you got to focus on that, that, you know, the long snap, the, the hold, the kick. In basketball, it's at the free throw line when you're shooting a free throw with three seconds to go, down by one with a chance to win the game with a raucous crowd or an empty gym, whatever it is. So I think the mental part of, of golf is very, very similar to the coaching part that we talked about with football and basketball. I mean, there's so many intricacies with each one of them that that kind of they, they piggyback after, after or off of each other, excuse me. So I really like all three of them. I mean, this is probably the most relaxing for me because – it's just like you go out there and you're just playing against the, you're not really playing against anybody. You're playing against the course yep. in basketball. You're defending somebody in football. You're trying to block somebody. So there's the differences right there between those two sports of football, basketball and golf. Yeah. It's so much more mental. And I really like how you compared it to the free throw line yeah. and the kicker, because like I said, it's those moments and obviously the field goal kicker more because you got the snap and you got the hole. But as far as the kicker goes, that that's just like, not just like hitting a golf ball, but, you know, you can kind of compare those two, actually, of going up and kicking yeah. it in the golf swing and everything like that. Now, as far as you, are you good at golf? Well, you know, are you? I can hold my own. All I mean, right. I think All right. I've, when the, the golf bug bit me when I was probably 19 or 20, because, again, I was one of those kids who 
played the, you know, football, basketball, baseball, ran track, whatever it was. I actually played tennis in high school for a year or two, but then I got sick and it kind of, everything went to the back burner. But golf, I, my grandfather kind of got me into golf. I mean, my grandpa Red was, he loved to play golf. He was a member at the Pines and we went out there and played a lot. Is that but why you or your dad aren't Red? Because it, it was Grandpa, grandpa Red. Red. Yeah, <laughs> Grandpa Red. So that's where I get the red hair from, I guess. But yeah, so he, uh, he kind of introduced me to the game. And then, of course, my generation is Tiger Woods. So when he came up, I mean, he was kind of like a rock star. I mean, yep. it's like we never seen anything like that before. Someone who was an athlete that lifted weights, that ran, that did all these different things to make his body, you know, more sound to be able to play. And to watch what he did in 97, really that's when, you know, I was 21. I'm just a year behind him as far as age. So that was really, I really started getting after it. I mean, I would go out and buy all the Nike stuff, and that that's what I did. And then my friends got into it, and now it's like one of those things that you can get together and play. It's funny because the first time I ever hit a golf ball, I would have been, you know, 11, 12 years old. But my brother, the first time we ever hit golf balls was after the Masters 97 with exactly. Tiger Woods. We were out hitting it at the barn, and I remember my dad says, well, you got to go ask the neighbors, the thrushes, if it's okay if you hit it, you know, the golf balls at their barn. And I'll never forget Jim Thrush says, you can hit golf balls at it till you knock it down. And <laughs> that barn is still there. And it hasn't gone anywhere. Um, and, you know, said, as far as this squad, who's on the squad, standouts, leaders, you got some young kids up on varsity. Talk a little bit about some of your team here. Yeah, so we we talked to Andrew Barbie back in the uh, up in Gaylord when we beat um, yep. Traverse City Central in the regional. And he, he's he's been my kind of my my steady he and carter osmond are my two seniors that have really been steady for me this year they're a bit my one and two i kind of flip-flop them here and there fluctuate them back and forth so they can play with different kids so they're both around between like 82 and 85 which is pretty good for 18 i would take that and then we have two other seniors Jarrett kremstrider who who's a first-time golfer as a senior and then also andrew elmore who came out uh this year and uh he's been my number three player andrew has he's doing a great job one thing that's really nice about our uh, program this year was we finally have a JV team after right. eight years. I mean, I had I had maybe eight to ten, maybe eleven kids that would come out for golf, and it was just you only can play five or six kids in a match. So it's like, okay, what do you do with the rest of them? Now I have eight kids on varsity, and I have fifteen kids on JV. So I have twenty three kids in our program, which is great. And Emily Gunning, of course, her family owns the golf center, really synonymous with golf in this area. She's my JV coach this year, and she's doing a phenomenal job. I think we have nine, eight or nine freshmen that came out this year, which is fantastic. So I have four seniors and I have four juniors, and I have a freshman who's going to come up and start playing with me a little bit, right. our varsity program, because he's doing a great job on JV. So, you know, the rest of the roster of my juniors are Gentry Krupp, Brennan Bunker, who plays football for me, uh, Atreyu Senway, who plays football for me, and Andrew Klein, who played football for me. So you're, you're seeing a kind of a different landscape of kids who might play you know, one of those more popular sports and maybe track and baseball wasn't for them and they decided they want to play golf because their dads or their grandpas or their moms even got them into the game. So that's fun for me. Kids that I've coached before in other sports that I'm able to work with out here as well. And it's just, it's a lot of fun for me. The van rides, those 5.30 a.m. van rides get a little (laughs) old from time to time. But you just, it's fun because when you get kids more in a one-on-one setting, you can learn a little bit more about them. Yeah, but Andrew Klein actually right now for the GI Tech Student of the Month. Got to, got to throw that out there as well, too. Well done. And uh, so you said 82 to 85, par is 72. And if you've never golfed before, plus 10, that's really, really darn good. Like I said, you watch the pros and you see a minus one, minus two. Come out here and try and get a par at any course, and in particular here at the Polecat. Yes. It's, uh, it is not easy to do. Challenging and, but fair out here. Yep. And now – 
very different than football, basketball. Like I said, I kind of want to compare this to wrestling as far mm-hmm. as, you know, so you said you have five to six kids per match. Their mm-hmm. individual score gets added up for your team score. It, you know, that's that's how that works, correct? Yeah, so most so in our Valley tournaments, we, we take six and we score four. So you take the best four scores from there. So you basically you throw two out. Yep. So a good score Somebody is like Somebody has a bad day. Yeah, someone has a bad day. You've, you, that's why you have six. Obviously, your ones and twos and threes are going to be your betters, maybe your fours, your fives and sixes are – Maybe the less experience, unless you're a Grand Blank or a Flint Powers, where all six kids are really good. Or you have those six kids, because golf is one of those sports. You're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. That number six kid might come out and shoot the score of his life, and then you're able to take that score, and he might knock out one of the ones and twos every once in a while. Or totally. Maybe even a particular course is, you know, a little bit more for somebody than the other. Well, yeah, because some, some of these kids like to be long hitters, right? And they're going to play army golf, left, right, left, right, or military golf, as I call it, left, right, left, right. And they're going to lose balls, and they're going to they're take penalty strokes, what have you. Some of these other kids, they know what their strengths and weaknesses are. They, they, they apply their strengths. They keep the ball in the fairway. They might, bogey, they might be a bogey golfer. Well, in a par 72, you're shooting 90. That's pretty darn good. And sometimes these all these kids, they get – you know, erratic on the golf course and they'll shoot 94, 95. Well, you take that 90 and part of your four scores and there you go. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, you never know. And, it, you know, they say in football, any given Sunday or what have you. So, but in golf, you just never know because every single course is different. Football, the dimensions are the same. You might be in a dome or you might be in some some horrific weather. I mean, the same things out here. Basketball is a controlled environment. You have the exact same 94-foot court for the most part, 15 feet, 10 feet, what have you from the free throw line to the basket, 10 feet to the basket. Out here on the golf course, every different golf, every d- golf course is different. There every is no, hole is yes, di- yep. there is, I mean, this golf course can be a completely different golf course tomorrow. How is the wind playing? Where is the tee box? Where's the flag at? You know, where are you putting the pin there? Where are you cutting the cup that day? It can be, it can be seven different golf courses over a span of seven days. And that's what I love about golf more than anything. Yep, and uh, speaking on that, you know, we're talking about golf can frustrate people. Every golf course is different. <laughs> going to ask you this question before we're joined by a, a real uh, sports legend in the area. You know, we, we you know you and I get out of the radio, get to talk some stuff here. But uh, speaking of, you know, golf can frustrate everybody. You and I always like to talk about what can these kids learn from playing golf that they can't learn in the classroom. To Talk about that a little bit. Again, I, I think I talked about it briefly. It's learning how to control your emotions because you're going to hit a bad shot. You're not going to hit every single shot the way you want. You're going to flush it. It's not going to feel good every single time. So you might you know, might um, have the yips one day, and you just may not be able to putt, and you just get frustrated. So you got to learn because it's a game of etiquette. I mean, it's been so-called a gentleman's game, as they called it back in the day. I mean, there's so much etiquette to this game, and uh, there's so many cool things about this game that I don't think – any other sport offers again it's that it's that you know there's a competitiveness to it there's the etiquette there's a sportsmanship to it but just to be able to control those emotions can keep yourself in check throughout the the round it's just something that I think you're able to take from the golf course and transition it to other sports okay so you missed a shot big deal okay you gotta learn how to just let it go you're gonna have another opportunity that's the thing I love about golf is it continues to give you 18 opportunities and within those 18 opportunities, you have four. If it's a par five, you know, obviously the scores that you want to get is a, is a five. You want to be able to par or maybe even get a birdie. Same thing on a par four or a par three. You're going to have multiple opportunities within an opportunity to become better at this game and to be able to learn how to keep yourself within yourself, if that makes sense, yep. and to just keep yourself in check and to control your emotions. And that's one of the things that I've really learned that's really helped me coach the other sports is just not to get too high, not to get too low, because if you get too high or too low out here on the golf course, 
you're going to go from possibly shooting a 78 to a 98 really fast. <laughs> Thanks so much for that, Bob. I'm now joined by Dan Pohl from the Polecat, uh, professional golfer. What, what's it like having him here on the course when you guys come out here to practice? Is there a little bit of intimidation, or is it just all he's always there to help? At first, there was a lot of intimidation, <laughs> but his knowledge is priceless. I mean, he, he, he'll he come out here, and what turns into a five-minute lesson turns into a half-hour lesson because if anybody knows Dan, he, he gets locked in. He gets He is very, very focused on certain things that he does. Obviously, being out here, being back in the community, and having him as a resource, he he's able to teach my kids, and not necessarily they may not necessarily grasp it right away, but over time they do. And he just he spent forty five minutes with us two days ago, just going over something that should have taken five minutes. But he get, he's so into it, and he he wants these kids to be good. He wants them to understand that this game is a lifelong game. So he takes the time away from his busy job getting this place set up for the spring. And, and, and allows these kids to kind of see it from, I mean, understand the career that he, he had. I mean, barring injuries, I mean, it's, people still talk about him, but at the same time, you, it's just it's incredible to know that you have a resource like this to see where he was, to see what he did, to be this close to winning the ultimate prize in golf and just and, and being very humble about the whole thing and being able to teach these kids things, it's it, it, again, it's invaluable. And I've been very fortunate enough to have him and both Doug helping our kids throughout the last eight, nine years. And what, Dan, I have you join us now. Oiler 36 is mm-hmm. coming up, and it's, it's pretty easy for people to come watch high school golf. That's the one thing I really want to let people know about. If you want to get out and watch some good golf, we always watch the golf on the TV. You know it's so much better to be there. You can watch some good golf right here in the mid-Michigan area, can't you, Bubba? No question. We have some of the best courses in the, in the state of Michigan in here. I mean, it starts here obviously this being our home course i mean people can come out you can walk along i mean there's really easy points here to be able to watch tee off you can walk around the cart path sometimes you have to be aware of flying objects but at the same time it's a great and it's great exercise i mean the 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 beauty about this course is you got the chippewa river flowing through it you got great property i mean they'll take care of you if you come out here but at the same time it's just it's golf it's you're outside it's springtime in michigan finally and the nice thing i like about having the other 36 is that um, we've attracted a lot of really good high-end teams that are going to be here, and this is kind of the crown jewel, in my opinion, is when we play the second day here. From that from that perspective, I'd love to see people out here. We, we get a good following. We get parents that come out, grandparents, what have you. I mean, I've got two kids that I already right now are going to have at least 10, 10 family members here watching nice. them next weekend. So it's fun. Again, you can watch it on TV. It's fun to do that, but you can actually f- kind of get the whole experience here. Not, of course, in that environment. It's not a major by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a wonderful golf course. It's a challenging golf course. It, the weather's going to be fantastic, and you can root some people on. Oh. Well, how much does it cost to go to a major? A lot. How much does it cost to go to the Oiler 36? Zero dollars. And right inside, you've got libations. You've got great food. <laughs> and I and Dan will tell you, I will attest to the chicken strips, one of my favorite chicken strip dinners good. here Very in Mount good. Pleasant, right right here at the Polecat. So. Yeah, and I just want, if I if you have the go time, ahead, yeah. just uh, tell me if we're going into nope, a you're good, Dan. or whatever. But what Jason says is, is very true. Now, any golf course that you're on is a good golf course in, in most people's mind because you're out there, you're getting air, you're getting all that. What, what I want to, what I get out of the events like this, because we see a variety of, you know, of individuals and the, the way they handle themselves, not only as individuals, as teams. And, and Bubba will be the first to say when, when a, a group from Midland Dow comes up and thanks me for being able to use the course and things like that, that's, that means that their coach and their, their program is not just about 
creating golfers, they're creating young men who do a lot of different things that, that understand that we don't have to do this. We want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's other teams that you can kind of see that maybe their focus is different. And, and I watch – I had a, an opportunity, I think it was like three years ago, I had a friend of mine that had a son playing at a Houghton Lake. And he came down and played here, and he had the shanks. And he went around, and you know he, he shot his highest round he's ever probably shot in high school here. I walked up to him because he was down. He was, you could tell it. He wasn't talking to people. I said, is this the worst thing that's going to ever happen to you today? You know, it's, think about it. Think about it. You were able to get out there. Yeah, you didn't have the greatest round of golf. But this is what the golf gods will do. They will test you, <laughs> and they will slap you up along the side of the head, and they'll do all kinds of things. And if you let this dictate the type of person you're going to be, then you shouldn't be playing golf because this is how it builds character. It builds you to have to deal with the good, the bad, the indifferent, all that. And if you just let, you know, and it was a nice day to play. He didn't play his best, but I said, listen, shook his hand. I said, you're going to be okay. Because if you just let this slide off your back and move along. Now, that's an 18-year-old kid that is now, I think he might even be playing some college golf somewhere. Yeah. Well, but, but, that, but that's what's kind of, that's mm-hmm. what I look at is how, these, how the character of these kids, uh, you know, respond to the negative and the positive. Bubba and I always love to talk about what kids can learn playing high school sports that they can't learn in the classroom. I think he kind of closed us out good there, didn't I he, Bubba? I think he hit the nail on the head, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> Dan, Bubba, thank you guys so much for joining me. Spock Sports Show, appreciate it. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to mymichiganpodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.